We're continuing this conversation, celebrating the holy month of Ramadan, fast approaching its end. And we're very, very kindly joined by our guest this morning, Mr. Faris Al-Hamadi. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Good morning and salam alaikum. Good morning and thank you for having me, guys. Well, it's such a pleasure. Um, and now the big question is, Ramadan's ending. What's the best way to end it on a positive note? How do we make it a very sustainable Ramadan? Mr. Faris Al-Hamadi, brief us. Alhamdulillah uh, No doubt that uh, Ramadan uh, is a celebration, is a very big highlight for the, for the Muslim nation uh, that we, we act, uh, you know, we, we intensify the acts of worship. So um, at the last, maybe the last day of Ramadan, mm. we intensify our acts of worship. We are getting prepared to, you know, bid farewell to, to this to, to this beautiful month. Um, now, uh, many of the scholars said, if you want to see how well you performed in Ramadan, you look at yourself after Ramadan. Uh, mm. So before Ramadan, you were Faris who were doing such and such habits. After Ramadan, your fathers who have left these bad habits have picked up maybe good habits. And subhanAllah, if you look at Ramadan and all the acts of worship in Ramadan, Qira'atul Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an, fasting, uh, praying tahajjud, which is the night prayer, uh, uh, dhikr, charity, all these things are not restricted in Ramadan. Mm. They're all actually the Prophet and all the companions, uh, they used to do it after Ramadan. Mm. And they were actually very consistent about it. Yani, uh, the, the complete or we call it khatma of the Quran, reading the Quran, all you know, the whole from, from the front from the beginning to the end. Uh, the Sahaba, the companions, used to do it every month, once. In Ramadan, they used to intensify it maybe f- once every four days or once every week. As a matter of fact, Imam Shafi'i was narrated uh, that he did it twice a day. Twice a day in Ramadan. So it's interesting we hear that. And so these acts of worship must be consistent after Ramadan. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is how well you see yourself. Did you pick up any habits in Ramadan that you can do now after? And so this is how it is. Yeah. Can you talk to us about fasting after Ramadan? Uh, We observe six days of optional um, fasting of Shawwal. Yes. Um, Can you talk to us about the significance of fasting on those days? Because a lot of people tend to neglect that and the importance behind it. And also uh, fasting on Mondays and Thursdays. Can you talk about that as well and the significance of it? Yes. Yeah. uh, You're right. Uh, uh, There is there is the fasting of uh, of after Ramadan. it's six days after Ramadan, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned that these six days are—it's like compensation for any kind of bad things you have done or things that have de- decreased your reward in fasting in Ramadan. Uh, and in one hadith, he said that it will also erase past sins. And so this is an opportunity for us. And while we're at it and in the mood and in the habit of Ramadan, might as well just finish these six days. It can be throughout the month. Mm -hmm. So usually what I do because work is so demanding, and I know a lot of us, you know, work in the day. It's kind of can't get get hard because of the extended hours. We're back to normal hours. So they do it in weekends, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe one day in the weekday and then a couple of weekends you finish them and and you're done, inshallah. Um, about the, the Mondays and Thursdays, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said that Mondays and Thursdays, your good deeds are elevated to Allah. Mm-hmm. 
these are the days that they're elevated. So he said, I would like those days, I would be in an act of worship, which is fasting. And so uh, these are the, 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 um, the relevance to, to fasting in these days. Also, I just uh, the, 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 the three days, the white days, Al-Ayyam Al-Bil in Ramadan, oh, sorry, in every month, this is also a sunnah mm-hmm. to fast. Now, uh, something to point out. Uh, one of the companions, Ibn Mas'ud, uh, they noticed, uh, the other companions, they noticed that he doesn't fast these sunnah days a lot like them compared to the other companions. He was asked about it. Why don't you fast all these, all these sunnah or, or voluntary days? He said, because it affects my other acts of worship. So I become very weak, you know, physically. He becomes very weak, so he doesn't fast uh, or he doesn't do the acts of worship, the other acts of So that's why he minimizes it. And this is, subhanAllah, from the wisdom and fiqh of this companion. Why? Because he wants to maximize other acts of worship. Uh, and so if somebody feels that he, this will neglect his tahajjud, the, or you know, he, he would neglect his tahajjud, he would neglect other acts of worship, then minimize it a little bit, you know? Mix and match, like they say. What are we fasting from exactly? Just food and drinks or much more than that? It's a good question. Uh, absolutely not. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned this. If somebody fasts only for, from, from food and drinks and he is using obscene words, he's doing a lot of sin, then uh, he would not benefit from his fasting unless he is just getting hungry. Mm. But that doesn't nullify the act of worship, fasting, but it decreases the reward decreases the reward so uh, when you fast you're supposed to you, you know you, you're supposed to refrain from food and drink in intimate relationships and also anything that is sinful especially obscene words or you're harming someone with with words or screaming or anything like that and subhanallah we see that uh, it, it, it resists a lot of your anger because when you're fasting you're grumpy especially coffee drinkers like me <laughs> you know you get a headache you're grumpy you just want to fight with everyone <laughs> so when you refrain from that it really makes you a stronger person uh, and so yes this is a part of of fasting of course and from what i've learned being an expat over here in the uae uh, that the uh, holy month of ramadan is about unity and uh, especially gatherings but it can also be quite personal from what i've heard and i'd love to ask you yourself faris uh, how has ramadan been different for you this year wallahi i hmm. um <laughs> b- because because of uh, the the a lot uh, we have lots of events and i work in an islamic center so it's been quite busy. There's a lot mm. of unity, but not much time for, for myself. <laughs> yeah. Because we get to do events, we get to do iftars, we get to do lectures. Uh, and, you know, these things need preparation, of course. Uh, so, but you're absolutely right. There is, there must be primarily, huh? Primarily, it's time for you individually because it's an act of worship and that's quite personal. Mm. So you build yourself and your relationship with, with Allah, our, our Creator, our Lord. And of course, like you said, yes, it is. Uh, there is an element of unity. As a matter of fact, that's why we see the concept is the whole world is is fasting altogether. And so uh, you're absolutely right. It it brings it is a concept of bringing the whole world together. Mm. And actually, this is a main concept in Islam. That's why uh, everything we do, all the acts of worship we do, is always collective. Our mm. Eid prayer, our salah our uh, hajj, pilgrimage, everything's together. Mm. So it does have that element. Since we're talking about the acts of worship, and of course the biggest act of worship that we have in our uh, religion is, of course, praying five days, uh, five times a day. Um, 
I, I want to ask you a personal question. Uh, I do pray five times a day, alhamdulillah. My only problem is that um, personally, and I have a lot of friends that actually face the same problem, waking up for Fajr prayer. Hmm. I don't. And that is a bad habit, and I wish to change it. Can you give me some words of wisdom about praying on time, not delaying your prayers altogether, especially uh, Fajr prayer, because I know the significance of Fajr prayer. I just want to be reminded and, you know, hearing some words of wisdom from Mr. Faris Hamadi. <laughs> uh, no doubt, uh, Fajr prayers is very unique. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned it in the Quran. In the Quran, al- uh, so he mentioned it specifically uh, that act of worship and one of the reasons why is that it's it kickstarts the day mm-hmm. this is at the beginning of the day you start with an act of worship mm-hmm. and this is a blessing that's number one number two any act of worship that has an element of hardship has more reward mm-hmm. has, has more reward because of the hardship and it shows sacrifice it shows your submission to Allah um now, not to be personal, this is a general uh, thing for all of us. We have in Islam, sins will make your belief go down. Mm-hmm. And, and good deeds will make your belief go up, iman. When you do acts of worship, it's not about your physical strength. It's about your strength in iman. And that's why we see uh, a lot of us, even me, huh? Uh, if if you get into small sins, even the smallest of things that is so discreet, you might even not think about. But they're sins. It builds up in your heart. And that makes your acts of worship very heavy. Mm. Subhanallah. That's why we, we see some of the people, if you recite the Quran in front of them, or they hear the Quran, they, they get shaken. And they are so, it, it affects them so much, uh, they're very mindful of it. Why? Because their hearts are, are alive. And on the other hand, you might see someone who is listening to the Quran and reciting it, and he gets very agitated. He's like, I don't want to listen to this. Or he doesn't get affected by it. Why? Because his heart is closed. And so the same thing happens with, with our Fajr prayers. Mm. Uh, we haven't prioritized it because it's not glorified in our hearts. Imagine you have a meeting in Pulse uh, mm, 95, <laughs> 95 yeah. at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock, and you slept at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I woke up. Why? Mm. Because it's a priority. True. Mm. And so this uh, this is actually another thing. Now comes the pragmatic things. Put your alarm. Some some things that are c- kind of funny, but it works. Sometimes if I'm worried that I'm not going to wake up, I sleep on the floor. Oh, wow. wow. Because it's not comfortable. True. So it keeps so, you up. So it yes, keeps you up. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe don't get the room too cold. You know that mm. if the room is cold, you go into a very nice, yeah. comfortable sleep. True. No alarm will wake you up. Exactly. <laughs> or if it does, you'll just switch it off. You're like, no, this is too yeah. good. <laughs> I'm going to switch that's it off. That's me, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all of us. And so these, these are the things that you might work on. Of course, sleep early. True. I'm a very heavy sleeper. Yeah. You sleep early. It's been, you know, sleep has been the biggest issue during Ramadan. You know, a lot of people have yes. to have this. You know, you, you wake up for Tarawih, you go for Qiyam al layl and you go up against, you know, Suhoor yes. as well. Now, uh, this big challenge is approaching. Eid um, prayers, hopefully, if they're tomorrow, people will be thinking, should I do a, 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 a you know, a late night, an all nighter, and then go into <laughs> this? Well, what's the best tactic would you suggest? Because after Fajr, people have always fallen asleep. 
and yes. missed the eight prayers. Yes. Uh, how to, uh, what's the best way to manage this both? Right. So this is very, very difficult. It needs mm. three days prior planning. <laughs> Why? Because everybody now today, you're going to see everyone in the barbershop and yeah. the, in the, you know, uh, all these places getting prepared for Eid, going to sweet shops, buying the sweets, decorating the house. And so why not we start two, three days earlier with these preparations and planning mm. so you get to sleep early at the last day of Ramadan. Mm. And then you wake up fresh, you go to the Salah, Salat al-Fajr first, and then you go to Eid uh, Salah, you don't sleep because it's mm. very close to Salat al-Fajr, uh, uh, Fajr prayer. And you're fresh, you're very productive in the day. You go to meet your family members, your friends, your, old, your, your loved ones. And that's good. That's very productive. If, however, you, you tend to you know, do an all-nighter, you can, yes, uh, uh, attend the prayers, but then the, your battery's out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably exactly. at after prayer, that's it. You're like, I, I need to sleep. And that ruins the day, to be honest. Mm. Just wake mm. up grumpy. Everybody's finished their, their meetings and their socializing and everything. So it's a bit so of So you suggest plan. having a little bit of a nap beforehand? Absolutely. Uh, before Salah. Before Salah. Absolutely. Not yeah. a nap. Just sleep early. Yeah. Sleep early. Sleep very early. Yeah. And prioritize some things you don't need to do. Exactly. I've seen people sitting at the barbershop at 3 a.m. Alas, <laughs> Habibi, you look okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Shave a little bit at home and <laughs> then you know, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one thing uh, that a lot of people need to understand as well is they all know Zakat al Fitr. Now, oh, this good. is yes. supposed to be paid before yes. uh, the uh, Eid prayer. What's the best way to calculate it? Because I know a lot of charity organizations have a set figure per household. Yes. So, for people to understand that this is different to the actual zakat that you pay throughout the year. Totally different. Um, what's the, uh, how, how important is zakat al-fitr to be paid before eight prayers? Zakat means purification. You purify and filter out something. And so uh, zakat al-fitr, the Prophet ﷺ gave us a wisdom to it. He said it's, it's a purification for your acts of worship in Ramadan. Maybe you said something that's obscene, something that's sinful. So you purify that with zakat, zakat al-fitr. Another thing is that as as our uh, uh, colleague uh, uh, said, uh, Louis, he said that uh, it's a unity. Mm. Siyam or, or fasting in Ramadan is unity. Also in Eid, it's a unity. Zakat al-Fitr, we pay to the poor and the needy. And these people, they have the right to also you know, celebrate with us and be happy. And this is for them. Mm. So they are happy and, and they can celebrate Eid with this uh, food type or these, these charity that we give in. And so uh, it is it is a sa'a of the food type, the common food type of, of the country. Mm. So, for example, here maybe we have rice. This is a common food type. So we put a sa'a. Sa'a is uh, equivalent to 2.5, around 2.5 kilograms. That's around 20 dirhams, 25 mm. dirhams. You know, it's, mm. it's nothing. And this is obligatory on every Muslim. Every Muslim, male, female, young, adult, who are able, who are mm. able to pay zakat al-fitr. So should it be per household member? Yes. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of thought that people say, let's say if I've got five members in my family, and then they'll say I'll give six because one is in the name of Prophet Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him. Uh, how does this all work? Is, is that a cultural practice or is this uh, a common practice as well? That's, a, that's an innovation. It's a bid'ah. It's not allowed to do. Okay. So let's go through all the zakat that we have to do uh, because it kind of gets you know confusing for a lot of us. There we have zakat al-fitr. And then we have also uh, zakat al-amwal yes. as well. That's very important, <laughs> right? Because we have to do that That's a yearly. pillar of Islam. Yes. So can you also talk about all the zakat that we have to do? Well, there are two. There's zakat there are two. al-fitr. And that, yeah. yeah. And so the significance of it and how you can calculate it as well, because zakat al-amwal is very important as well. 
So uh, what, what you mentioned is zakah in general. Yeah. This is one of the pillars of Islam. Zakah comes under branches a lot of other zakahs. Right. I think this is what you meant. Yeah. So there is zakah of assets. Yes, zakah assets. Of, of money, which comes under assets. Mm-hmm. Zakah, zakah of, of sheep and cattle that if you own. Zakah of gold, gold and right. silver. Yeah. Um, zakah of food types. Right. Tamar and all these things. If you own, like for example, palm trees of big farms. Yes. So you have to have zakah on these mm-hmm. things. Zakat al-amwal, which probably applies to many of us. Yes. A lot of people have a misconception. They think that they have to give zakah on whatever money that they have. Mm. That's and what I think as well. No, that's, that's not, what I was told. That's not I, true. I was told that I have to do zakat uh, al-amwal yeah. uh, yearly, uh, 2.5% percent of what I have in my bank account, let's just say, and all the gold that I have. So I accumulated and I kind of have a... Um, you know, uh, a figure in yeah. my head and I just take 2.5% of it and pay it yearly. No, is that how it is? not entirely true. Okay. Some people, because they think that, uh, as as uh, you mentioned, yes. um, it's it's whatever you have. And some people think that it's only about, uh, or it is also about your salary. So you get your salary, you put mm-hmm. your zakah. That's not true. There are two conditions for zakah, uh-huh. for all of the zakah. Okay. Uh, there is one that is, it has to complete a whole hijri year. Okay. That's one condition. It has to have that condition. The other condition, شرط, is that it has to يبلغ النصاب. There's a certain amount that you have to own for the sake of investment. Numu, mm-hmm. increase mm-hmm. In, that, uh, in that asset that you have. Uh, that nisab, that amount, mm-hmm. you pay the 2.5% of it. Now, the nisab of money is equivalent to a certain amount of gold. Okay. It is uh, it is uh, 85 grams of 24 karat gold. Today, wallahu ta'ala alam, as far as I know, I checked two weeks ago, and you know gold fluctuates, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I think it's 20,000 dirhams. Right. So anybody who has 20,000 dirhams and above, and it is for the sake of investment... Only 24 car- karat gold? They say this is the, if okay. it's 18, you have to do, it's equivalent to 24 karat gold. What's the, oh, the calculation okay. yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can get yeah, rounded yeah. up. And so uh, uh, that money, you take 2.5% of it. Mm. Suppose you have 100,000 that said, uh, that completed a whole hijri year, mm-hmm. untouched. 100,000 untouched. And you put it for the sake of investment, for the sake of increase. Not necessarily it took place, but that's your sake. That's your intention. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So then you apply the 2.5%. Mm. And I think I, I suggest all Muslims need to have a record about these things. Okay. Because like you said, mm, figured, I'm not sure, yeah. did I put it here? Is it this month? Did it a rough accumulation or a rough calculation, that's what I normally mm. do every year. And then ju- I just take out zakat 2.5% of it. The important point that you said is investment. It's yeah. not the ones that you just own because you've got it for yourself because you need it. No, no. It's, it's the investment th- gold that you've got. Uh, gold, if you say gold, then if, is, if you have gold for the sake of usage, mm-hmm. then that doesn't have zakah on it. Okay. Right. If you have gold for the sake of investment, so you keep gold, and a lot of people do that. They keep gold and then they sell it and resell mm-hmm. it and all that stuff. This, this has zakah on it. Money also for uh-huh. savings. You, some people have savings for money for building a house, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, getting married or whatever. That has a comment. That um, is an investment. That is an investment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
I, I'm finding it very interesting. Obviously, I am learning a lot. Um, and we are celebrating the last day of Ramadan. But I, and I've, I've also learned that the last 10 days of Ramadan might have more significance. Can you elaborate to myself being an expat here in the UAE? Uh, what is the significance of the last 10 days of Ramadan? Right. So uh, in, in Islam, the, the, there's a concept of Al-A'malu bil khawatim Deeds are counted by their last final stage. And subhanAllah, we even find that in, in a lot of other things in, in, in life. Uh, for example, if you are in a race, mm-hmm. the last bit that counts. If you are in school, the exam, the final exam is what counts. And so the same concept applies here. The last 10 days, uh, it is known that Muslims must intensify their acts of worship, multiply it even more. Uh, so basically, this is uh, one of the aspects of the last 10 days. Also, it was mentioned that the Quran was revealed in the month of Ramadan and specifically in the last 10 days of Ramadan. And so that's why uh, it is something that is significant and uh, quite important. And in terms of the good deeds that you might re- be doing and receiving, are they uh, intensified as well? Absolutely. Ah, yes, okay. yes, yes. They're all intensified. As a matter of fact, I just want to take this opportunity also. Sin is also intensified. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it is a holy month. True. And so uh, this is also something that we need to consider. Okay. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll continue this conversation because we've got the uh, the deadline of uh, our sports news. So we'll continue the conversation right after that and conclude uh, with a bit more of a, a sustainable end to the holy month and what comes next. You're listening to The Morning Mangelis only on Pulse95. Welcome back to this discussion with Mr. Faris Al-Hamadi and... Now, Eid al-Fitr is fast approaching. Um, we're going to learn a little bit more about the traditions and the sunnahs and the things that you've got to do for Eid al-Fitr. Um, my first question to you earlier as well, off air, was people, can they go to concerts now? Because a lot of people have been going into this. Okay, khalas, Eid is, uh, Ramadan's over. Uh, this event is taking place. This function's happening. This gathering's happening. You're putting happening. him on the spot with yeah. this question. <laughs> you know what his take on this. <laughs> To be uh, honest, yes. They um, uh, see, like like we mentioned mm-hmm. talked mm-hmm. earlier, uh, you 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 measure your performance in Ramadan after Ramadan. Mm-hmm. What That's happened? True. Mm. That's number one. Number two, the ayah in the Quran that mentioned Ramadan said, الْعِدَّة, that you complete the month. Mm-hmm. That you complete the month. And then that you glorify Allah. That Allah guided you. Guided you to this beautiful month that you did your acts of worship and you were a good boy and a good girl <laughs> and, you know, obedient. Th- so that should continue. Mm. That's number one. That you are grateful to Allah. How are you grateful to Allah? By sinning? By mm. disobeying? لا, Habibi. Mm. Come and continue these acts of worship and this obedience in Eid. Mm-hmm. Eid is an act of worship. It's a ritual. It's not, oh, it's free. I'm free from from the chains of Ramadan. Let's go and compensate all the sins Mm. that I've missed. (laughs) This is a ritual. This is a good time to glorify Allah, to thank Allah that, inshallah, Allah accepts my acts of worship in Ramadan. And this is also a great time to get, (laughs) like you said in the the break, show me the money. (laughs) It's the idea. It's the idea time. So let's talk about idea. Who should be given it? Who should be receiving it? And uh, can we give it in the forms of gifts or is it only money? And uh, 
And let's talk about also the sunan of Eid. But first, mm. let's talk about ideas. Mm. Money first, of course. Money first, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what idea is, by the way? I've, I've only learned this week. Um, okay. And firstly, I'm jealous, I've got to be honest. <laughs> uh, especially, I, I can imagine um, the kids, boys and girls receiving idea can maybe go out and treat themselves to that like, one thing that they, they wanted to buy all year. Mm. Um, but one thing that stood out to me that I would love to ask yourself about and that I learned about idea was that as you become an adult, the male actually stops receiving idea, but the females re- still receive idea throughout their lives? Uh, not entirely true. Okay. But let me clarify something yeah, let's very, clarify very this. important first. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is not a religious act of force. This has not, got nothing to do with religion. Mm. It's purely traditional and cultural. Mm-hmm. Not that it's bad, mm. it's good, mm. but it's cultural. Okay. It's not like we have to do it or anything. There's no hadith or ayah about it. That's number one. Number two, uh, show me the money and we love idea when we were young. Mm. Now we don't like idea because mm. we're paying it. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah, the tables have turned. So uh, uh, idea is culturally talking. huh? It's, it's upon the people who have income, yeah. who can do it. So male or female, got nothing to mm-hmm. do with that. So if you have income, you, you, you pay it. To whom? Specifically to the kids, sometimes even uh, to the adults. If there are uh, people who don't work, uh, then yes. So mm-hmm. can we count it as sadaqa, or is it pure good deed? Hiba, hiba hadiya. This is a present. A present. Yeah. Sadaqa is more likely for the poor. Yeah. Right. This one is uh, is a hiba. It's a idea. It's a, good deed. Present. Tahadu tahabu. Hadith of the true. Prophet. Yeah. Tahadu means prophet. give preven- presents to one another. Mm-hmm. Tahabu. You start loving and getting mm. care for one another. Mm-hmm. So uh, from that aspect, it's. You know, uh, it's a gift. What about the sunan of aid? What should we be doing in aid, and what should we not be doing in aid? Okay, <laughs> so uh, let's start with the good stuff. Uh, the sunan of aid. What should we be doing? Of course, the first thing is that we uh, attend the f- uh, the aid uh, sermon, the aid prayer. We attend that. That's number one. Number two, the Prophet sallallahu used to have uh, odd numbers of dates, mm. odd numbers of dates before he leaves for prayer. Dates to eat. Yes. Yeah. Dates to eat. Not so dates either to three, date. yeah, ah. three, five, seven, or yes. one. Yes. Odd numbers. O- odd numbers. Yes. Uh-huh. And some people, Subhanallah, they think this Sunnah is general. So mm. every time they eat a date, they're like, ah, three only, oh, wow. nine only. That's not true. But the scholars, some of the ulama, said because it's a Sunnah, no problem to do it. Mm. But don't think that it is general. This is mm. a Sunnah that you can have to do or you should do every time. Okay. So it's actually he did it only in Eid. That's number two. Number three, uh, you wear good clothes. Something mm-hmm. that's nine and nice and usually we, you know, we get a new clothes for Eid specifically. Mm-hmm. That's another third one. Fourth, we do ghusl. Basically, we take a shower. Uh, in I Eid. told you about this, Louis, remember? Yeah. And you yeah. found it to be strange a well, little bit. I didn't. I uh, it was uh, the first yeah. I'd heard of it. And, um, and it was... Explained by Rania, but then when I asked someone else about it, and I understood that it's it's about cleansing, and it might be why you get a new outfit for Eid, and or might be why you get a new haircut for Eid. It's it's your cleansing after uh, Ramadan and starting fresh. You know, that's beautiful. It's a nice philosophy, Mm. and you're absolutely right. So so I I understood it on that aspect, but I I remember I asked Rania. I said, "What's your favorite thing about Eid?" And then she came and told me about this taking shower. Yeah, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh, what? what?" No, no, that's not one of my. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I take showers every day. I think it was a, mi- <laughs> it was a miscommunication, maybe. No, 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 but it's actually like one of the things that people tend to forget about, you know? Yeah. Like it's the eight shower. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it's not like, oh, they don't take showers just that day? No, <laughs> no, no. no. Take but this is specific for cleansing and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's symbolic. Yes. Mm, very very symbolic. Like yes. Yeah, it's a sunnah. That's it's a sunnah. Yeah, like okay, said, what symbolic. else do we have? So we also have that the Prophet ﷺ, when he used to go to the musalla, the mm-hmm. where, where, where he prays, he goes from one road, he go, takes another road when he comes back home. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, that perhaps some of the ulama, they interpreted that because he wants to meet as many people as possible. So he goes to one road, he congratulates everyone, mm. hello, hello. Then he goes to the other road, so he congratulates more people. Mm. And that's one of the things, the sunnah that we do. Also, Eid prayer, it is a sunnah, not a must, mm. that you do it in an open area. And mm. alhamdulillah, here in Sharjah, in Dubai, we have Musalla al-Eid, as you know. And mm. even His His Highness Sheikh Sultan also attends it. Mm. And so it is Musalla al-Eid, that's a sunnah. If you cannot, you can do it in the mosque. Some mosques are allocated, they, they do uh, Eid, uh, Eid prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I heard about this. Um, I want to take advantage the, that you're here. Yeah. Um, if you don't pray uh, Salat al Eid, yeah. they say that your whole fasting was not. It's going to be not going not not going to not be hard. accepted. Wow, that's a bit harsh. Mm. <laughs> I heard from a couple of people that like, oh, you didn't, you know, you did not uh, pray Salat al Eid. That's it. It's not going to be accepted. They're very harsh, you know, with uh, you know with their claims. So let's just clarify that. This, this is the problem, you mm. know. Yeah. A lot of people portray that Islam is so mm-hmm. hard and mm-hmm. you know very negative, and mm. that's that's not, not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pre- uh, Ramadan fasting in Ramadan is a pillar of Islam. Nullifiers has to be dictated by the Quran and Sunnah. Otherwise, we can't just wing it. Exactly. You know. And now Salat al Eid is a Sunnah, so that doesn't nullify your act of worship. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Sunnah. If you don't do it. Uh, then you're not sinful even. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're not sinful. But the Prophet ﷺ said, if you missed it, compensate it at home. I woke up. I missed Salat al What mm. should I do? Pray at home. Gather your family members. If they haven't prayed with you, gather and you'll be the imam. But it should be before the hur. Should be before the hur. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it should be b- before the hur. Wallahu ta'ala alam. Even if it was, uh, I need to make sure. I'm not sure, huh? Right. Mm. But it, it can be also after compensate whenever you, you, you wake up. Okay. So uh, this could be could be wrong. Huh? We, we have to check and Google yes. it then later. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's one of the things also in, in Eid. And of course, congratulating people. Yes. Mm. A lot of people I see, they frown. Yeah. Like, oh, it's congratulating everyone. This is too too much and I don't like it. I'm an introvert and I won't <laughs> go. <laughs> man, come on, man. It's Eid. You know, congratulate. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. yeah. And so this is something that's good. Also visiting family members. Very important. Go there yeah. and, and visit them and sit down and, and talk about nice, positive things. You know, celebration. Yeah. And I want to take also the opportunity into the kids, the, 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 the next generation of Muslims. So we see today there's a lot of promotion for non-Islamic, maybe even prohibited uh, celebrations mm. and they are marketed and branded in such an attractive way. Yahi, you Muslim uh, brand and, and market your act of worship and your celebration in a nice way. Yani, personally speaking, mm. what do I what do we do? And this is actually my wife, I can't steal this idea. <laughs> She's my it's my wife's idea. She decorates the house mm. with lights and nice things and a lot of sweets. Kids love sweets, mm. so you put a lot of sweets and we buy them gifts. True, once they wake up and they come, you know, the 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 the, the the moment they just rubbing their eyes and they come to the living room and they see wrapped gifts yeah. sitting right there in front of them. 
And that reminds you of another celebration, yeah. but yes. we're gonna, it's okay to steal it from them. <laughs> 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 and so they, they, they're excited. Mm. And that, that's that memory True. that of, uh, we call it classical conditioning mm. in, in psychology. So they st- remember that moment and they relate it to Eid. Mm. And so they're so happy for Eid. And of course, the idea then comes. Exactly, yeah. So make that a very beautiful, memorable moment for you and for the kids. Exactly. Uh, a couple of questions have you know, rise as well. You know, obviously, we've mentioned the other festivities that other religions have, and it's just one day. In Islam, we have three days. You know, yes. so what, what do you mean three days? Eid al-Fitr, Shawwal 1, Shawwal 2, Shawwal 3. It's one day. It's one day. Officially, religiously, it's one day. But alhamdulillah, the country is generous enough yeah. to give us three <laughs> days holiday. <laughs> we take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so the main day is the first day, yes. and you have to make the most of it. Yes. And a lot of people make this common mistake of sleeping the entire day and waking up so and... That's yes, you're missing out, man. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a ritual. Glorify Allah. Mm. Yeah. Come wake up and celebrate it and enjoy it. And Why not? You know? Amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, give uh, all of our listeners and you some more time to prepare for the Eid al-Fitr. And hopefully <laughs> it, it does uh, take place on the day that we all want it to be. Uh, I want to ask him a personal question. Okay. How many ideas are you giving out? Ooh. Ooh. My wife, we always <laughs> <have a discussion laughs> And actually, just just a little side note to that question: What is is there an accepted amount or expected amount when it comes to how much money you should be giving, or is it a general, uh, each to their own, dependent on their income? Maybe it's a beautiful question. Both mm. of it is a beautiful question. Mm. The first one is <laughs> shortly. We three k. Okay. 3K for the whole thing, huh? for the okay. whole event. Okay. So we met, you know, we get to meet mm. the kids and sometimes we do an estimation. We know this family's coming, that family's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. we got three kids, four kids. Oh no, she gave birth to another one. So we have to, <laughs> <laughs> so we do all that. And then we give up. Sometimes also for the seniors, mm-hmm. we give them a nice amount, 500, mm. or nice. something like that. Yeah, nice. They're seniors, so they, they also deserve it. Um, that's personally speaking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone according to their budget, of course. Uh, and for, for the amount, that's, that's uh, quite interesting. Back then, at my time, in the, in the 80s and the 90s, we used to receive two dirham, five dirham, <laughs> and we're so happy. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the nice uh, grocery shop. Those were shop the days. Those were the days. <laughs> and you go walking with bare feet, or whatever, <laughs> buy something, and that's it. That's, that's mm. your eat. Now you give them five germs, they look at you like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> That's insulting Absolutely. me. Yeah. 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 Like Absolutely. hundreds and hundreds of germs. I think like, I think 50 germs or 100 nowadays is mm. norm for kids. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. SubhanAllah, everything has been increased, you know. Still a lot of money as well yeah, when you're that young as well. Yes, yes. My, my children, like, uh, I, because we, we, you know, I manage their accounts in Eid. So they get like around 1,500. My kid is just four mm. years old mm. with 1,500 germs. <laughs> a lot of money, you know. Exactly. So you have to, you know, manage do you, that. Too. Do you think it's important, though, potentially um, giving them this money and then managing it yourself, but letting them know about saving and 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 uh, rather than just going and spending it all on sweets in one go, potentially uh, later in their life they've they've learnt about saving and money management as well. Yes, absolutely. And this is part of raising, of course. I don't yeah. know if you're married and have kids, but that's very not yet. To say, <laughs> you're you're going to be a good father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes, mm. you should do that. I recommend it absolutely. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining us this morning, uh, Mr. Faris Al-Hamadi. Eid kum mubarak to your family and yourself as well. And uh, and we, we look forward to welcoming you back into the studios at some point soon because this has been a wonderful discussion and a great podcast as well. And most of you can catch it as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, as well as SoundCloud. Stay tuned to The Morning Majlis. We've got lots to discover and lots to uncover, as well as we'll conclude the discussions for today.